0: Okay, we're having some laughs over here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wrestling Rex Podcast. Once again, I'm joined with Joe Cashing. Uncle Joe. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. If you listen to the last one, you know I don't actually call him that. But um, before we get into wrestling talk today, like WWE stuff, um, this podcast is called the Wrestling Rex Podcast. Um, If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, then you watched the little video I kind of gave a little explanation of the Wrestling Rex background, but I figured, we both figured, what would be a better way to get the, a little insight on the background of the wrestling Rex than the guy who created himself? So, I mean, Joe, you could take it away if you want to keep well, the first
1: off. off I uh, I got to put you over because you made that video and then you you, you put me over. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> look, great. look, you were interviewing Adam Cole on Facebook. I mean, you'll get into it yourself. Adam Cole on Facebook, um, in 2012 it was or 2011. Uh, Something like that.
1: Yeah, it was when I was doing it heavily. Like.
0: Yeah. So, uh, is that <clears throat> side note? Is that website still open? It's, so, yeah, like, yeah, the, web, the, the, web,
1: the website's open. The articles are still there. Um. Make a note to, I'll put the link
0: on in the YouTube video. I'll put, if you're listening to this on YouTube, um, the link for the uh, that the old. Uh, Wrestling Rocks uh, blog will be in the description box. But you were uh, interviewing Adam Cole, and I look in, in, in 2011, 2012, whenever it was, and look where he is now. You hit him up on Facebook. That's all you had to do. But you're, it, like I said, it's totally I, I, I was
1: talking to all of the people that are in WWE now. Like, well, My biggest guy around that time, my, my favorite guy in the Indies was Sammy Callahan. And mm-hmm. I, I talked to him every now and then. You know, I-, I bought wrestling gear off this guy. I had his kick pads, his boots that had thumbtacks in them. This was, is was everything. <coughs> it was a Mac. <laughs> no, I hate yeah, that well, word. A, yeah. No. Uh, that's all I said. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. For any of you people out there that follow CZW, one of my favorite events is Best of the Best. And uh, well, he said it before. I, uh,. Did you, did you say in the video? That I, I might really have
0: did? said it in the video. I don't remember. <laughs> I was rambling.
1: <laughs> I, no, you did. Because um, the one thing... I, I went to the best of the best and then I had a notepad with me. Oh, uh, that. I, 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 saw, I wrote, I wrote down... Thing. Well, yeah, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down everything I could to uh, remember the night. And, you know, I, I went home. I wrote up an article about, you know, what I thought happened during the match, what I liked, what I didn't like, and not only did I write up an article beforehand, afterward, although the article I wrote before the show was great because I at least got four or five quotes from the competitors themselves, like I think Johnny Gargano was one of the competitors that year, look where he is now. (laughs) I wanna like look it up
0: while we're talking, just to see if we like, I can like find. But like keep like keep talking. I just want to see if I can. Uh,
1: yeah. Um. And then you know I did the the, the pre-show. Uh, article, the post-show article, and I created an award for who I thought was the most valuable for performer in the best of the best that year and. It was Ooha Nation, better known now as Apollo, Apollo. I was about to say Apollo <laughs> Crews, I had to stop myself. I
0: did find the website though, so it is still open. Only three of the articles are on this though.
1: Everything's on there. There's a way to.
0: There's a way to like find it. I'm just. I'm yeah, just an that, idiot.
1: That that website is terrible. That's oh, why. Okay. It's one reason why I don't do it now. But.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing the road to best of the best. Okay. So yeah, you're you're out here is what you're saying. Oh shit! This is okay.
1: <coughs> if uh, yeah, I had um, boom.
0: I found the the article right here with the quotes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the quotes are at, but I mean they're
1: they're mixed in. If you,
0: you yeah. Alex Cologne, AR Fox. Oh right, right here. Who's this from? Uh, best of the best means everything. I should say right beforehand. Should say, and I think that this is AR Fox talking. So a direct quote from AR Fox um, that you hit up. Um, for this for this blog, or, you know, this article. Best of the best means everything to me. I feel my performance on such a great stage can really make an impact on what's in my near future, not only in CZW, but in wrestling, period. I've been training intensely for competition on my mind, for motivation. At the best of the best, I have not one but two goals, win the tournament, and steal the show. So that's the kind of stuff, and there's other stuff on here, but, like, that's the kind of stuff you're doing yeah. with wrestling recs.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I gave the... <clears throat> What I, what I dubbed the most valuable performer as what I put mm-hmm. as MVP. I gave the first and only award to this day to UHA Nation. Do you have and, a picture of
0: UHA, right? From that yeah. It's on, yeah all I right.
1: wanted him to hold the plaque, but he put it down for a second and took a normal <laughs> picture with me. I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> this guy.
0: Come on, Apollo. I was Get doing the- this for the website. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> One for the website? <laughs>
0: This isn't for me. It's just <laughs> gotta, put,
1: gotta put the website over. But yeah, uh, that's, but if you want to know where the wrestling Rex name came from,
0: that's where I want to know. Cause I don't even know. It just sounds cool.
1: <laughs> Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> there was a big oh, fucking swerve. <laughs> what? It's a cartoon, a Woody Woodpecker cartoon in 1953, and it was called Wrestling Rex.
0: Well, that was like a name of the episode or yeah. something.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never knew this, guys. I swear to God, anybody listening, I never knew this. I don't know <laughs> I where thought we, I told you. At one you point probably point did, and I just it one in out one in one ear, out the other. Whatever the fuck that expression is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: and obviously, I um, you know, since uh, Noah here has been doing all this stuff again, I actually looked up the, <clears throat> the whole thing again. And I, I never watched the cartoon, well, at least like not officially, because they have it on YouTube backwards, because <laughs> it's copyrighted. <laughs>
0: backwards.
1: Well, not not the name itself, though. I think like you the- can you can we can use the name, but uh.
0: Yeah, I, I, We're getting in the legal trouble. Dude. Yeah, I
1: know. But, um... I, I think we're fine. Keep it mean. on
0: Hush Hush.
1: <laughs> it's a cool name, though. I'll, I'll, dub I'll, I'll s- it... I'll
0: just dub it Wrestling Rex Podcast. Yeah. Even if the blog is called Wrestling Rex Podcast Blog. <laughs> but those are bridges <laughs> we're gonna cross when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, anything else you need to... Uh...
1: No, that was pretty much it. I mean, I just wanted to give a quick background. Right,
0: I tried giving a background, and I did the best I could. I think I got most of it, and I because I knew you did the old articles, interviewed this person. I forgot you got the quotes for that. Like that was cool, and then I do not I don't think I mentioned the plaque that you did at Best of the Best yeah, one year. And
1: I do want to do that again.
0: We'll try and to I do know
1: Best of the Best is coming up, and.
0: Maybe we can uh, get in
1: I haven't followed CCW in a few years, so I know the entire roster is completely different. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the type of talent
0: they have. I, I, kn- I know good a handful of names. <clears throat> I know of a handful of names. There's, I think, two names in the tournament who I don't know. But I think we'll do our research and maybe we can make a detailed, like, best of the best preview podcast the week of or something like that. So, hey, if you're listening and you're interested, that might be coming in April. I believe the show's April 14th, so, like, a week before, so that would be cool, but, um, yeah, so, there's a little, little history of the wrestling wrestling thing, since I figured, well, we both figured we should, you know, give a background on that, I tried doing it on my channel, um, the best of my ability, I think I got most of it, but I think it was better to get the inside from the original guy who thought of it, but, um, we're obviously we're not going to talk about us the whole time. We're going to talk some shit on wrestling, right? That's what we do. We're wrestling fans, and we just we disagree with everything. And I'm saying this, and you're laughing because you know you have some things to say back. Because well, one of the well, things we want to talk about is SmackDown.
1: Unlike my counterpart here, that has a bunch of negativity for uh, you know, SmackDown Live, I, oh. I actually like what's going on. Some of it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like what's going on, but think it could be better.
0: Yes. And it's not where it was a year ago? Yes. Okay, I just want to get at least get that out of you. Because you know a year ago yeah. was must-see TV, and uh, now I keep it all in the background.
1: I do that with Raw.
0: Really? <laughs> I
1: can't sit through three hours. three-hour program unless Rollins is wrestling for 60 minutes.
0: Yeah, unless we get another... Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe we, maybe we get another RMA match this week. Yeah. <laughs> We're, oh, I forgot to even mention that. I said I was gonna, um, because we're gonna upload this later in the week. But we're pre-recording this Monday before Raw. Um, I I figured we should mention that before we get into talk about SmackDown stuff, because we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow night. I completely forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show, because we started talking about ourselves. But um, no, I just throw that out there. It's being recorded well, uh, Monday, February 26th.
1: I don't think uh, big WrestleMania implications will be announced tomorrow, since we're still building the fast lane. But... True, 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 true. I have my own insight on a lot of things. I got like 10 pages of notes here that I want to... When you showed up with that notepad yesterday, or
0: two days ago, and said you got notes for this, I was like, let's go! <laughs> I was hyped, I was like, alright, he's into it. And I, I mean, like, if I...
1: If this was one of the ideas I had 10 years ago, when I was writing all these articles mm-hmm. and doing this shit, but you know, life gets in the way, and I wasn't able to fulfill all the things that I wanted to do, and... Obviously, you were doing your videos since you were, like, what? Since I
0: was in fifth grade. This channel, if you're watching this on YouTube since 2011, I mean, that's sixth grade for me. (laughs) I'm still a little guy. I'm only 19, guys.
1: Yeah. But it it, it seems like we're so much closer in age, you know? It's like I... Like I said, We pretty much grew up together. Yeah, he's more of a brother than, you know, a nephew.
0: (laughs) I thought he was going to say something else, never mind. Uh... What? not going to touch on that. Anyway. Anyway. Backspace delete. Anyway. Matt Hardy. Woken. <laughs> delete. Uh, <laughs> I'm not cutting any of this out. Uh, fast lane. Uh, looking to be a doozy. <laughs> uh, uh, catch this, got, this got off the rails. <laughs> anyway. What do you want? Smackdown. it's right, a fucking... Well, it's something else.
1: <laughs> well, since my notes were all over the place. If you want to pick a topic and I can go from there.
0: He said pick a topic and I'll shoot you down on it. Uh, <laughs> listen, I just Let's think...
1: uh, shoot, cowboy. <laughs> oh,
0: listen, you want to know why Triple H or JBL is WWE champion? Season 1 work Tuesdays. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus well, Christmas. We want to
1: know why General Hall is champion.
0: <laughs> because Brock Lesnar didn't want to work it. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> Uh, no, that's a, that's what, you know what, no, we'll save that. We'll save some. We'll, we'll get into more current stuff, and then if you want to rewind to a year ago and yeah, some stuff, we, I, I, we will I wrote get into down that.
1: We more about Mahal earlier today. It's just.
0: And I talked about this on the first episode of the Wrestling Rex podcast, and it's a well. It's a. a, a what's the word? Consumptuous?
1: That's, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's, uh,
0: that's completely not the word. Like, a lot of people are aware of and talk about how SmackDown has gone downhill since a year ago. From the brand split, when it got brought back to WrestleMania Thirty Three, SmackDown was must-watch TV. The arenas, I don't want to say were selling out, but they were not looking like how they were now. Last week, um, the pictures that came out—I believe they were in Phoenix last week, the same as Raw. They shared the same building for the two nights. Um, was horrendous. I don't know what the Raw draw was, but SmackDown looked like a half of the arena, maybe even less. And like that's—I mean—that's what it was when we went to SmackDown a month ago. This looked like maybe even a little less than that. Um, or maybe that was just me, you know, basing a live view of the crowd off of a picture. But And then just creatively, I think SmackDown is just not where it was once was. I think some people are head in charge for reasons I don't know. Um, and it's just...
1: Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> I <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: just, I don't know, uh, SmackDown, and I, it's, like you, you said, you think there's a lot of positives, and it's not, I think there's a lot of negatives, but you can find positives in the negatives, it's just, I think to me, it's reaching for positives, like, alright, I guess that was good enough, or I guess this wasn't that bad, and some of the things that just bother me about SmackDown right now, is, and but that bother me as WWE as a whole is, you know, cell phone promos, the, 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 quote, modern, lazy graphics, in my opinion. But those are side things. When it comes down to just creatively, um I just don't necessarily agree with what we've had since a year ago, pretty much.
1: Well, yeah, when you put in, um, well, when you factor in the things that, the little things that they do, and then they turn into the main part of the show, it's frustrating um, one thing I'm talking about specifically top 10 list
0: <clears throat> you know it's just you think Randy Orton gives a damn oh he's number nine you're number nine I'm talking like Jennifer now you're number nine Randy Orton doesn't give a damn Orton some I uh, listen I love Randy Orton but some weeks you look at him on TV and he looks like he doesn't even give a shit to be there and you know he does enough where he wants to be there obviously it's not Brock's situation but it's just like why I don't want Orton to be in the WWE title picture I don't well that's that's a lie that's a lie I don't, I don't mind him in the WWE picture I just don't want him to be that like the face of Smackdown when you know you got AJ Nakamura Owen Zane, which you know they're all in their separate things right now or all t- kind of tied together but I just don't think Orton is should be used be being used in the position he's in And the top ten list as a whole is such a silly idea, especially when the whole concept, it seemed, was to, you know, how Daniel Bryan said in the video, excuse me, when they announced it was, to, you know, pick matches and to see who's going to get opportunities. But the list is filled up with champions. Well, not filled up, but, you know, AJ's number one. He's the WWE champion. I believe Charlotte's number two. She's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, The Usos are on there, I think somewhere yes, they yeah they're on there so it's just like well they're already champions what opportunities do they need besides defend the title so that's one knock right off the bat is why the champ's on here two and that's a side note kind of but there's no heels on there so that's taking out or uh owens Zane, ziggler corbin that's probably the top four heels on smackdown even though some of them don't even feel like heels some weeks um and it's just you know and the jinder mahal even though i'm not the biggest jinder mahal guy um it's just it's a weird list and now they're making it's they're using it as a way to book storylines it
1: shouldn't be you shouldn't look at this and be like oh this is where we're gonna go for storylines i mean like wdb.com had a a ranking list for for years and i think it still does well, go rankings, on that website yeah. but uh yeah just just leave it as a list and just leave it as something and, to look at.
0: Yeah, and like I'm not saying they can't use it and pull from it. Like, hey, Ty Dillinger, who shouldn't be on the list. I love Ty Dillinger, but he's never on SmackDown. The last time he was, he lost to Baron Corbin, but yeah, he's number 10. I guess they probably did it for the joke of it because, oh, he's number 10. But uh, Ty Dillinger, you know, say he is in a better position and he's winning consistently, so he's on the list. They can use that and, you know, show Daniel Bryan, Daniel McMahon, or, Dan, Dan, Shane, I don't know what the hell I just said, Shane, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, you know, using, say, hey, Ty Dillinger has won a lot in the past couple of weeks, people think he deserves to have an opportunity, he's on, he's number 10, 9 on the list, why don't we give him a U.S. title match, you know, something like that, so not, and not, like, they can use it as that to base opportunities off of, like, it seemed like it was going to be, but instead, I feel like they're just gonna use it as something to lean on for them to give a reason, uh, for storylines a uh, how they're doing what they're doing with the US title right now,
1: which is terrible. I'm like, the, everything in the that's happened when and then the promos that they've had for that when they don't talk about the list was fine, but every, whenever they do bring up the list, it, it's just frustrating to hear. And well, another thing about the promos is it sounds like Jinder Mahal was trying to defend Randy Orton. After months of just beating the shit out of him, and, yeah. and you know, they had the whole feud with you know, his father involved and everything like that, and...
0: This is the main I, program I, on
1: SmackDown. The, what, what the hell?
0: <laughs> it's just like, Jinder's coming out there, and he's acting like an eighth-grade kid, like, pointing fingers, saying Bobby Roode did this when he's not allowed to, making some fake list, trying to stir the pot between Orton and, you know, Roode because he wants the U.S. title, and it's just... Like I said, I feel like they're they're going to, and they're already starting a month into using this list as a backbone to storylines, and now it's become the backbone to the U.S. title storyline. It doesn't seem like it's Mahal and Orton wanting the U.S. title; it's three guys who are, you know, moving to for trying to trying to move their spots on the list or get on the list, whatever. Which I. Why is this list even relevant right now? It just started. Why did you care about it so much? You should, you should care about the U.S. title.
1: And I honestly thought this thing was going to change weekly based on who wins and who loses matches, but it hasn't changed in three weeks it existed.
0: Yeah, I thought, I, th- I figured every week, they'd, you know, I don't want to say kick off SmackDown, but we'd get, you know, all right, here's the list from last week. And then by the end of the night, we'd have a new list or something like that, like based off of what happened every single week. And the champions, like I already said, shouldn't be on there because they're already the champions. The championships are what the opportunities I assumed before. You're not going to give an opportunity to Ty Dillinger to have a match with Randy Orton. Even though it's like, hey, it's an opportunity for Ty Dillinger. He gets to face the former world champion. But, like, at the end of the day, you're not gaining anything from that. Even if Ty gets a win. And it's not like they're doing it, or at least haven't so far, having matches where it's to move up on the list or anything. Like, I remember when ROH... Years ago, like 2010, had like a I think it was called the Pick Six, and they had matches to, you know, get into the like the six, and like those six guys were like you know top contenders for titles and stuff, like, and there was matches for those spots. It's not like they're doing that. It's just you know, hey, it's a list, and it's what we got right now. It's what it seems like.
1: Yeah, and and the biggest thing that comes out of this list is again the U.S. Championship, and I I. Don't think at all that the U.S. Championship match at Fastlane should be Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton, only because they save that for WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> if anything, like and unfortunately, like we kind of talked about this in the last podcast, I think the U.S. title is going to end up multi-person ladder match at Mania. If there's any one-on-one match to do, if Orton's going to be in that spot, then it it is Roode versus Orton. But then again, you know, I think you were saying last night. When we were talking that Jinder Mahal might get added to this fast lane match. So that might become a triple threat. And then maybe they do a one-on-one Bobby Rogers Wharton, and Mania after that. But I just think that they love, for some reason, want Jinder Mahal in a pivotal position. At least like in a, in a relevant position on SmackDown. So add those three guys. And then you just fill out the rest of the slots. Rusev, um, Corbin, Ziggler. Because you know that they're not winning the title. And then maybe somebody else, Kofi, Ty Dillinger, I don't know. And then there's your seven-man ladder match for Mania.
1: Hopefully they still care about Rusev. Because, I mean, he got over and that wasn't even WWE's idea. No. <laughs> I, at least I don't think. Yeah. It, it wasn't for him to be one of the top faces on SmackDown. And then he <laughs> ended up doing that. And WWE ran with it for... For probably weeks. sales, you know, because they made Roost of Day t-shirts, they have Roost of Day calendars, I don't know what else they made. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they gave, they realized what happened at, at the Rumble, you know, like...
0: <laughs> Roost of Day chants were all over the Royal Rumble matchup, even when Lana came out.
1: <laughs> um, He quickly got his US title push, which everybody was thinking was just going to... It. You know he got his match and then we haven't seen him for two weeks on SmackDown.
0: Yeah, it's just like they—it was like they ran with him for two weeks, like he won the four-way that we were at, the SmackDown we were at, and I thought that we were gonna save Rude versus Rusev for Fastlane, which I—which immediately already felt weird. So I was like, why are they putting Rusev in this position out of nowhere? Even though I'm—I'd be—I was fine with it. And then it happened the next week. Rude and Rusev actually had a really good match, and then like you said, we just Rusev hasn't been used since. I don't know what's gonna well, happen this week, but
1: yeah, that's that's the thing, like they. They they rushed into his quick push that they knew they were, you know, and they are gonna have. And now I guess maybe they're trying to have people forget. It.
0: Because uh, it's, it's one of those things like <clears throat> WWE didn't do it, like the fans did it. Like Rusev day thing got over because it was you know it's just one of those things that gets over with the fans and they just aren't going crazy over it. And then it's like they almost gave Rusev this two week push to satisfy quote unquote everybody. And now we we haven't seen him. Maybe they want people to forget about him because they don't want to use Rusev in that face spot, even though I think Rusev can play either role, so I don't know.
1: Well, the whole team with him and Aiden English is gold.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I mean, l- listen, you could say, oh, it's a joke of a team, whatever, but like, he's Slater and Rhino was a joke of a team, and they were still a legitimate team at the same time, so I don't see any problem with Aiden English and Rusev being in a, 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 in a spot where they, them two guys are even more legitimate than Slater and Rhino, no offense to them, but I mean, I don't know. I think... <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I would like... Like we were talking about in the last podcast, I think there might be a four-way for the SmackDown Tag Titles. or WrestleMania is kind of jumping ahead, but I would love to see Aiden English and Rusev get a SmackDown Tag Title run. I just don't think it's in the future, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I th- think they're holding off for uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. And so I'm, I'm, I was crazy about... Well, not crazy, but I, I liked it when it first started. And it mm-hmm. looked cool, but I just... I would rather see Luke Harper or where he was before WrestleMania last year.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that last night. How Luke Harper was one of the most, you know, over faces on SmackDown last year, and got screwed out of a match at WrestleMania where he should have been in there with Wyatt Norton. Um, and then he just, you know, they kept him facing, you know, by himself for a couple months. He faced Eric Rowan at Backlash on a, on, in a match that unfortunately nobody cared about because WWE didn't really do much on television to build it. Which and it could have
1: been something special. But, oh, yeah, and, like,
0: because like, even Eric Rowan, like, they used him not so much pivotally with throughout the Wyatt Orton feud, but he was still there when he needed to be, so, like, you cared.
1: When they originally went as singles competitors, what was it, back in t- late 2015? 14, I think,
0: yeah. But, yeah, yeah. at that, that time.
1: When, whenever that was, that, that, you know, fans were huge on Eric Rowan. Yeah, it was a good face for a little while. Luke Harper had that amazing match with Dolph Ziggler, which I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was working out great, and, and they just don't know how to go through it's with it. They
0: always do, like, now it's like, what they, it's happened again, where the wives were together, then they broke them up, then they put them back together, then they broke them up. It's just like, Rowan and Harper pr- have proved, in my opinion, especially Luke Harper, obviously, b- based off his IC title run in 2014, and, you know, him turning face and going after Bray and... You know, and Orton last year being involved in all that. He's proved he can be a, a face and a single star by himself, but they just, you know, forget what to do with him, and then, you know, drops off, almost say drops off the face of the earth, because, you know, that's, even though that's kind of what happened last year for a couple of months, and then uh, we'll, we'll just put Rowan and Harper back together again, because they have history together, and we don't know what else to do with them. it seems like. I don't know, but... Yeah. Other things with SmackDown, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on, like, the whole WWE title situation right now? Because we have this Fatal 5-Way coming up at Fastlane. Match quality-wise, I think it's going to be a real fun match. Purpose-wise, the whole purpose behind it seems to be, you know, behind the curtain, seems to be, like, they want to keep people guessing for WrestleMania, but I just don't think there's any legitimate contenders in that match to win the title.
1: honestly, if Fastlane... I mean, this is an idea I had. If, if Fastlane was... Weeks and weeks before it actually is like it's it's, the pay per views on March 11th. If it was two or three weeks beforehand, I was thinking having Dolph Ziggler, you know, win that match. You know, it might sound random, but I I think you know maybe have him win and him hold it for at least like two weeks, just to. I guess keep people guessing and Mm -hmm. you know, have some tell a little bit of a story and not just have a clear cut thing with oh, oh," you know, Shinsuke's gonna face AJ, but yeah, I mean, that'll be the end result. But to have a little bit of a mix up in between some
0: twists and turns and stuff, kind of like how last year leading to Mania, it was Orton won the Rumble, but. We had the battle... or He didn't want to face Bray. Then we had the battle royal with AJ and Harper. They faced AJ, Won, but then Orton wanted in. So then we had AJ and Orton. Like, the, the match... You didn't know what the match was going to be. They kept guessing for a few weeks. And it was really fun. Yeah. It was like a whole series of number one contenders matches that we didn't know who was going to face Bray for a little while. Yeah. So, like, that's... I get what you're saying with the whole, like, Ziggler yeah. thing. And it actually... Whether it's him or, you know, any of those guys could be, a you know... A, a, something I only to do.
1: say... Ziggler because I mean if anybody else wins that WWE title they should be given a fair run nothing against Ziggler but I you know <clears throat> him he can just go out there and have the best match of the show and you know as he's the show stealer <laughs> you know and, and he can still be where he's at I mean he's not going to lose his step mm-hmm. or anything I mean if he loses anything it's I think it's 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 because of WWE and not being able to, to book him properly. You know, I, they tried giving him what, what they they could to renegotiate the contract. I mean, I, I think he was given that U.S. title right before his contract ended or whatever to try to entice him to stay. <clears throat> and then he re-signed and then look at him since. You know, he's had, I mean, it's only been a couple weeks. But, uh, you know, I mean... It, I think he can have a legitimate top spot on SmackDown consistently now and you know I mean that that holding that title for at least a couple weeks and having a great match with AJ on SmackDown would have been part of that
0: mm-hmm yeah know. Uh, you said like everybody else in the match deserves to have a run if they do I definitely agree with that because the thing about that was Baron Corbin who won and then lost two weeks later like, he's already lost Money in the Bank, he's already lost a lot of big matches. I think they they find ways to keep Baron Corbin still on TV and relevant and kind of add that to him. Like, he keeps losing and whatnot, not what not, but like, or, you know, he's in and out in the Rumble match, but I think that would have... You can't do so many stuff like that to a, to a point, because then eventually it hurts a guy like that. Where Ziggler, if he, if he would win and lose it, you know, he's been around for so long and he's done stuff to the point where, you know... It's not going to bring him down a notch or lose a step, like you said, like, uh, I think Corbin would get hurt by that, and Owens and Zayn have already had their shot, you know, they, they had the handicap match at the Rumble, and now they're doing this again, I don't know where they're going for Mania, which we could talk about, but I mean, yeah, definitely, I, I like the Ziggler idea just because it, it reminds me of the stuff we had last year, um, with the whole twists and turns and stuff leading into Mania, but I mean, <clears throat> this time around, I think WWE with the way SmackDown's going, and then just you know not getting too creative, I think AJ's most likely gonna win the, the win the match. Cause I mean, Wall is obviously gonna win the match because yeah. he's not gonna lose it. And then with the, with Fastlane already so close to WrestleMania, win it back. Like they're gonna go full throttle with AJ versus Nakamura, you know, from then yeah. on out. So I mean, do you, do you uh, like like well- the the match?
1: Before I, I get into that, the, yeah. the the only reason why I think I, I still keep, I still actually think that that might happen, well, only because I don't know how much they can really do for a build between two faces that are already over, and, you know, I mean, like, I mean, what are they going to do, tease, you know? Oh, we're in a tag match, and he hits me off the rope, or whatever. Yeah, that of
0: stuff. They're kind of one-upping each other in, yeah, like, a like tag match or stuff. They're
1: only going to do so much with that. And, I mean, like, maybe having somebody in the mix of that until WrestleMania comes around mm-hmm. is their option. You know, like how we talked about in the other podcast with... Since Lesnar's not around... Having Braun... Know, having Braun and Roman, like, kind of go at it until... So totally,
0: yeah, uh, I <clears throat> yeah, but like do you, I, I forgot what I was gonna say for a second there? But do you like the fatal four-way 4- or fatal five-way match at Fastlane, yeah, or would you uh, prefer something uh, else?
1: Well, I'm a fan of competition. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, my favorite indie wrestling company is Ring of Honor, and they've always brought competition, and you know, a lot of those guys came from Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, really Uh funny. Sorta. Yeah, and uh, you know, S- SmackDown kind of represents you know a certain level of competition that you know Raw, Raw, doesn't. Raw doesn't bring or Raw just brings in a different way. They have more of the entertainment factor. They bring in a lot of older guys, and, you know. But SmackDown has the younger guys. I, I love SmackDown from the point where <clears throat> when they had the draft split. Brand Split whatever yeah. it was in uh, 2002 and Kurt Angle, Benoit, Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, you know, all them guys were on Smackdown and they were having killing them every week, every single week. And there was always something to look forward to. You know, they they, they had a tag division that was great, uh US title division that was great. <clears throat> a tag division
0: that was made up of almost makeshift teams, too. Angle and Benoit, Ray and Eddie, or Ray and Edge, excuse me. Obviously, both careers kind of go together. But
1: Dream teams. Pretty
0: much. Well, see, you just said like you, there's there was something to look forward to every week. That's one of the things I think SmackDown's lacking right now. Where it's like I'm not necessarily looking forward to SmackDown. I watch it every week, but I'm just not. I'm just like it's kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, I man. Whatever I, that
0: it, word is, like you're just kind of used to it.
1: Yeah, it's it's lacking what it it, it that. That little ingredient that it had twelve months ago. Yeah, when the brand split happened again, but it still has those matches every now and then that are like, this is pretty good. Like, I mean, the other week when it was Owens versus Baron Corbin, and then it was Dolph Ziggler versus Sami Zayn. I mean, yeah, there was there was pretty much no reason for those matches to happen, but they gave you a reason within two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, they started out saying, "Oh, we're gonna do Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin," and then Baron Corbin didn't even show up to the ring. And then, it, out of that, it gave you two matches that weren't even supposed to happen, and they both went like ten, fifteen minutes, and both of them delivered. One
0: thing about SmackDown that I don't know if, like, I don't know, do you think this la- like, the SmackDown's lacking something? Like, I feel like a year ago, they had more. I don't know how to put it, but, like, there was just more opportunities on the show, and, like, there was a lot more different stuff happening on the show. I feel like SmackDown, for the past few months, has been surrounded, or the focal point of it has been Shane McMahon, Dan Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles, and I just think maybe there might be too much of that right now. So it's kind of taking away from, say, Gable and Benjamin versus the Eustace feud. Not that that's a feud going on anymore, but, you know, like, stuff like that.
1: Well, uh, first of all, it should be.
0: Well, of course, that's no a thanks thing. No offense to so, the
1: New Day. Well, at, at least, what, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm I sick and tired of pancakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you mean? You don't like Gable and Benjamin versus the New Day feuding over pancakes a couple weeks ago? That's great TV right there. Whoever booked that deserves a race.
1: Well, unless it's going to take place in an IHOP, then, you know. <laughs> I that'd be it'd be like the house of horrors
0: <laughs>
1: and it'd be a horror to watch here's the uh the new day compound we're at iHeart <laughs> <of Pancakes.
0: laughs> the house of pancakes see it's it, it literally <laughs> is called the house of pancakes yo but that's for real that was probably one of the dumbest things that ever happened gable and benjamin are supposed to be these taken seriously kick ass no nonsense guys and they came out there flipped a pancake and biggie went nuts I fell asleep during SmackDown that night. I'm not just saying that. I was watching it on the couch. I fell asleep. Well, here's... And if it was a year ago, I wouldn't have.
1: <laughs> I don't get to watch... Well, no pun intended. I don't get to watch SmackDown live. <laughs> live. Like, literally live. <laughs> yeah. Um, because of work. I usually get to watch it on Hulu every week. Mm-hmm. Good thing about watching it on Hulu uh well raw at least. It cuts out half of Raw. But when I get to watch them on when I get to watch for Hulu SmackDown on Hulu. Uh cuts out all the commercials, you know, just breeze right through the show. But uh yeah, I don't really like that segment. I mean anything that they're doing. I mean I, I I guess the, the tag division is just based on the great matches that they can have because, what was it that the, they had that four way back at Clash of Champions between all yeah. those teams and that was a hell of a match with
0: Aiden and Rusev. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean the the tag division has had great matches, but uh, the only one that's that's doing well. Would promo wise is the Usos. Because mm-hmm. they're given more time, you know. <clears throat> but uh Yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. I mean pancakes are really throwing me off. You know, it's just there, the when they when they did that thing at the Rumble, where Kofi <laughs> had feet on pancakes, I'm like, he's out. He's he's not in anymore. Technically <laughs> he wasn't
0: he wasn't his feet never touched the ground. All right, listen. <laughs> technically, <laughs> listen, Joe. Technically, if we're gonna talk about the rumble, let's talk about Gable and Benjamin not winning the titles. But listen, that's that. Uh, right, who well, wins and who loses? Yeah. Some stuff is besides the point. To be honest, I don't know.
1: What did they? What did they? They, they lost two straight. A clean sweep.
0: See, they should have. At least one, one. Yeah, well, I silly. wouldn't mind
1: that if it was. If,
0: just if each nowhere.
1: team one, one. But yeah. You know.
0: Road dog wasn't feeling it that day. I don't know. He's just not a Gable Benjamin guy, I guess. I guess, you know, the Usos get his jollies off, because he's a talker, too. Um, I don't know. The overall of SmackDown is just very... I just can't get into it. It's hard to get into it. And now we're looking at Fastlane. Um, one thing I want to talk about at Fastlane, as you said this a couple days ago, I didn't even know this was rumored, but Cena's apparently going to be at Fastlane. And to face Nakamura?
1: Well, I didn't read anything about who he's gonna face, but I can only assume that's the oh, right, right, only right, right. person that he would face. You know, maybe he goes after Nakamura's title shot. Mm-hmm. That would be saving grace for that pay-per-view because, I mean, well, nothing against what they already have, but it's just like I think
0: the matches, like the matches for Fastlane, can be good. It can be really great. It's just, it's, it's, it's o- SmackDown overall that's just giving me a sour taste on it. You know. Th- Nakamura being on the show... Like, this is one thing about SmackDown... Is, like, they consistently leave... Big, like, big names off the show... Like, we'll go weeks with Randy Orton not being on the show... And have no answer why... Or Nakamura not being on the show and have no answer why... And, like, I don't... I get, like, some weeks they don't need to be on... Because, they're, you know, they're not doing anything... But, like... I feel like there's always... Something for those kind of guys to do... Nakamura won the Rumble... So, even if he's just... Going out there... And he's facing you know, who's a jobber on SmackDown? Somebody. And just, you know, having a quick five minute, you know, match. It's just it's just a little thing. Nakamura's there. He's still you remember that he won the rumble. But like Nakamura, I don't think, was on he's only wrestled once since the Rumble on SmackDown, and I think the last that was the last time he was actually on SmackDown. And he then, appeared
1: the week later in the 30 second backstage thing and looked at AJ. And was like I'm coming for you. Yeah, see, like, <laughs> like,
0: big, like big deal. And then they did that that video package on Tuesday, which like last week. Like, good, good video package, good idea. But it would have been even better if you followed it up with a Nakamura match or something like that. So that's just one knock against SmackDown. I don't like how they cons- like they consistently <clears throat> leave guys off. So now it's like Nakamura is going to be on the pay per view, but. A casual fan might have forgot Nakamura even won the Rumble. You know what I mean. So now Cena's gonna jump. It will be a boost for SmackDown on the pay-per-view, and it's gonna be a great match. Cena Nakamura the first time around was really good. This is saying if it happens, of course, which Cena jumping. I mean, he's a free agent, so it's not jumping. Would you know him and Nakamura would would make the most sense.
1: Yeah, and uh, well, before that was, before Cena was even rumored to go to SmackDown to for the pay-per-view at least. Uh, I I thought that you know a, a great fast lane matchup would have been Shinsuke and Orton mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you know I mean Orton should be pissed off that he's like not in the main event of WrestleMania not
0: it's not uh, where he was a year ago you know
1: yeah nothing against him going after the the U.S. title but. I mean, there was no story or build or just reason to feel he wants to even go after that title.
0: He just came out one week, like yeah, yeah, it's an open challenge, might as well. It was it's not I like mean, when he, Cena was there in the U.S. title picture. He
1: I liter- felt like he literally went out there to kill the rest of Rusev's push. He went out there <laughs> as soon as that match ended, Randy Orton
0: yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> it was hey, it was cool. It was a cool arcade. Yeah, it was cool. But, but I um, mean, yeah it's just that's kind of all they do that's the most creative they're getting with Randy Orton these days which I think Orton's capable of so much more and
1: I, I just every time I think of Randy Orton now I just think of the when he was on the Asian Christian podcast and say it, and I, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying here uh, I don't give a shit about any of this anymore I just want to be a heel and you know just beat the crap out of everybody see, yeah, see I was talking about that earlier Orton doesn't give a fuck
0: And honestly, like if here's here's my perfect world, and obviously a lot needs to change with SmackDown, but and I think a superstar shakeup since we you brought well actually I brought up at the WrestleMania is definitely ideal and definitely gonna help uh, a reboost of SmackDown. But I think Nakamura beats AJ at Mania, and then we don't get the rematch right away because I think you could save that for Summerslam like Angle and Lesnar, you know type deal. You could have Orton turn heel after Mania and maybe go after Nakamura. Whether he wins the title or not is a different story, but like that's just something right there because Orton and Nakamura and Orton and AJ are both pay-per-view main events. Sure, they yeah, Wyatt they've Orton had and it on AJ SmackDown.
1: Hasn't happened yet on a pay-per-view was beyond me. It should
0: have happened a year ago, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I've we're gonna sidetrack a lot on this podcast and so get used to it if you're listening, but we we get into the con- conversations like this several times. We were talking about this last night. Um, that's like the third time I t- said we were talking about something last night. But we pretty much had a good wrestling conversation. <laughs> we should just
1: recorded what we had last night and just uploaded it. But
0: um, we were talking, about, we were talking about WrestleMania, like stuff from like a year ago. And I was one of my biggest things that was the downfall of SmackDown and the downfall of a couple of things, especially Bray Wyatt certainly. Um, was that at Mania? I thought it should have been Bray with Luke Harper in there, like I mentioned earlier, and Randy Orton. You think it should have been a fatal four a either like, with AJ either way. It's fine. Like, same thing happens. Um, and Bray wins that match. Wharton does not win the title at Mania. Bray wins the title. He can pin either guy. Uh, knowing WWE, they have not pin Harper. That's fine. So, Bray Wyatt walks out of Mania the champion. The next... Uh, ne- the next month. But at Backlash, AJ turned face at their Mania after the Shaming Man match. So, AJ goes out to the title. They tease Bray and AJ, you know, one-on-one at the end of the Elimination Chamber last year. They had a really good exchange. So, Bray versus AJ for the WWE title Backlash going to Harper versus Orton at a Backlash as well to continue their feud. Orton wins, Bray wins, they have their blow off of Money in the Bank, preferably, and my idea was a hell in a cell, that's just an idea. And Orton can win there, and I think the best possible match where we could have gotten AJ and Orton was SummerSlam last year, Orton defending the title against AJ Styles. <laughs> And obviously, and then with Bray Wyatt, and now, you know, still relevant on the show because he was just WWE Champion, and Shinsuke Nakamura still coming to SmackDown, you could have finally had a match that I think a lot of people wanted to see, and me too, um, happened at SummerSlam as well. And you couldn't have got Jinder Mahal beating Shinsuke.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I just went off on a tangent there. But no, I mean, it's,
1: it's fine. I mean, that that's, that's kind of what they should have did. I mean, the, the whole shakeup just screwed up everything. The only, I mean, there's like one person from each show that I agreed with going. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I
0: think a year ago it was like Raw needed the shakeup. SmackDown was fine. SmackDown could have got through till June with the roster they had until a shake up was probably necessary. Raw needed it a year ago. Um, but now I think the roles are reversed. And I think just to re, just, you know, to gain some interest back on SmackDown, they need one immediately after WrestleMania, just like they did last year. And who who jumps to where is a whole you know conversation in itself because I I have my ideas on who sh- who would be relevant to jump but I mean there you are know.
1: always guys that you look at and say they belong on this show and they should never switch. AJ Styles is you know he's the
0: fa- face the what the, is I, it
1: the, the I was damn. about to say the face that <laughs> runs the place
0: um he's. He's the man that... The house that AJ Styles so, built, SmackDown Live, that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Oh, we're sitting here like idiots. Um, but, like, <laughs> yeah, like, AJ should never leave SmackDown. He's a SmackDown guy. And then, who did I say should never leave Raw last night? <clears throat>
1: uh, Seth Rollins.
0: Yeah, Ra- Rollins should pull the Shawn Michaels, because Michaels was always on Raw. And, you know, and Rollins just kind of reminds me of Shawn Michaels in that state. But, like... Rollins should never leave Raw. Like, there should always be those certain guys who never leave the brands from the beginning. So there's always, you know, those mm-hmm. guys, those like core guys. But like, a guy like Bray Wyatt was the man on SmackDown Live. Hasn't done shit on Raw. So him jumping back this year I think will be good for him. Um, I don't think The Miz needs to jump back. But I think he's the, he has a better chance of getting a world a deserving world title push on SmackDown than he does on Raw. I don't think he, he would touch the Universal title, but I think there's a possibility he touches the WWE title
1: on SmackDown. For certain guys to go over to Raw... I mean, for certain guys to go over to, Raw, um, to SmackDown... Yeah. Or go back to SmackDown... Then Raw needs to get something good to, to, to compensate, you know? Like, um... <clears throat> I guess to to give, even though he loses opportunity after opportunity, I mean, Baron Corbin could be a good asset for Raw, and mm-hmm. definitely a, a good opponent for Roman Reigns, if you know. I'd you love
0: know. to see it. Yeah. Part of me doesn't want to see, and I I feel like you said that a while ago too. We might have been talking Baron Corbin going to Raw. I really want Baron Corbin to stay on SmackDown because I think that there's like, I think oh yeah, it, I'd, it's I'd done right. That. I think Baron Corbin could easily be. Say Shinsuke wins the title, um, we could easily get Baron Corbin versus Nakamura. at, Because I think, and, you know, like how I said earlier, Nakamura AJ, you saved the rematch for SummerSlam next, uh, this year. That doesn't need to be a WWE title match. You know, It could just be a, a match like how AJ and Cena were having matches. They were just having matches. Yeah,
1: like, uh, Corbin could beat
0: Nakamura in July at whatever the pay-per-view is. And then, you know, defend it and finally get his title reign. Which I said last night that if any... The whole General Hall situation, when we were talking about it. I thought Baron Corbin should have been in that spot, if any, if anything. If they were going to go that route. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I do... Even though I just said, like... Baron Corbin going over to Raw would be a good move. Like, he... he I... Since he went to SmackDown and made a name for himself there. And I look at him and see him as a SmackDown guy. Mm-hmm. Uh... I mean, he could. He still has more things to accomplish on that show. They just, they just need to. They need to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like he won Money in the Bank, lost it, when he shouldn't have. He was U.S. champion, and obviously he's not anymore. And he, you know, he, he. I thought. I thought he could have had a very dominating performance in the Rumble, and he was in and out. And it's just, like, Baron Corbin's a guy, like, he's not in a Bray Wyatt situation right now, but he's also not, like, he's in the main event of Fastlane, that's good, he's in the WWE title picture, he's relevant on SmackDown, but he's not a guy who's, you know, in a prominent, guaranteed position, like, he's going to be a champion this year, he's going to have a relevant match on WrestleMania, when, I mean, he's one of several guys like that, but I just think, you know, I think Baron has more to do on SmackDown, like you said, I don't know, I'm looking at this poster over there on my wall, just trying trying to see, even though those are outdated rosters, but, like, Kev- like Kevin Owens, I think I don't think he's gonna touch the WWE title, so I think him going back to Raw would be a uh, positive for him. Like how I think Bray going back to SmackDown could be a positive. I think they should just flip flop them back this year after after Mania, because I think if Owens and Zayn go at like turn on each other and we get that at Mania, they should just have it at Mania and Zane can stay on SmackDown, and Owens can stay on Raw, and they can finally be separated for once. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: uh, that that would that would. That would be good, um, cause I think Sami Zayn could could do a lot of stuff, you know, on his own, and um, if he's separated, then you know, there's, there's, where am I getting at? <laughs> like, yeah, used right, like he he, yeah. can, be, he can go on his I own, mean, like he doesn't t-
0: need to be tied to Kevin Owens all the time. Yeah. But they just don't know what to do with them, and they just know, like, oh well, yeah. it's kind of like Harper and Rowan They're like, oh, we don't know what to do with these guys, so. Let's just put them together. It's kind of like how Owens and Zane, whether feuding or, together, or teaming, are, you know, they can just pull, put them together and it, it's like, oh, well, it makes sense because of their history. So, like, I don't know. I mean, Sami Zayn's a guy I look at as if Nakamura won the title, he can easily be a contender. We can finally get Zane versus Nakamura, you know, take over Dallas part two for the WWE title in a main event, which, you know, Sami Zayn's been in main events, been, you know, in WWE title matches now ever since joining with Owens, but it's just. I think he you, they can mean so much more if he wasn't tied to Kevin Owens, wasn't looked at by some as Kevin Owens' side, you know, lackey, if that's the word, um, and just kind of Kevin Owens' background, which I think is going to be a lot of their their feud going into Mania, saying that does happen, and so Sami Zayn's going to you know kind of break through and say he he thought he needed Kevin Owens, but he really doesn't. So obviously, Sami Zayn would be the face going in, I'd assume so, but
1: yeah, well, hopefully they they keep. If- that's the direction that they're going in, which I'm assuming. So hopefully, they just keep it as a one on one match and <clears throat> don't add nothing against Daniel Bryan because he's, he was my favorite. But I, hopefully, they don't add the commissioner and general manager as like a yeah. tag team thing just to, okay. because it's WrestleMania and they just need to. Th- add
0: mm-hmm. an Start. entertainment factor to Unfortunately, no WWE, no, W I think they would. I think it would take away from an Owen Zane one on one match at Mania, which is very deserving. Um but it, i wouldn't be too opposed to it if it happened, but I think you can easily just go Owen Zayn or yeah, Owen Zane at WrestleMania. I think Zane goes over in my opinion. Um because I think he would needs a win. Like it's like like Owen not that Owen's Winning would be bad. I'm just saying Zayn could really use a big win like that. Considering he's never had a big singles win on a WWE pay per view, not you know, not including NXT, to my recollection. So he could really use that. And then say Owens goes to Raw after WrestleMania. Zayn can finally be on his own on SmackDown, and you know, can do his own thing. So that's gonna be a plus right there for SmackDown to say if the Owens or Sami Zayn gets brought up. Still in, still in the main event spot he is, but in a different you know light.
1: Yeah, and um. I like how the the slow build happened for everything with them, you know, like especially right after the Royal Rumble. They were having a little bit of a thing you know, like what happened exactly do you remember? The What after the Rumble? Yeah, um Yeah, the SmackDown after the Rumble day. <sighs> He was yeah, saying uh, something like, oh, don't screw up your opportunity or whatever. Because I mean, Owens
0: has got pinned at the Rumble, I think, and then they might have been button heads over that because they, they had the tag match that night. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what was said. Um, I mean,
1: the little things that they've done for that feud have been nice, but I don't think it was was long enough for it to be fully appreciated. I mean, like, right at <laughs> you were saying last night that they should have had a, a tag title run, mm-hmm. even if it was like couple of weeks or just between uh, the like how the Wyatts kind of had him for a month you know?
0: last year those oh, like bray orton harper <laughs> all kind of shared the tag titles for like a month last year or they like when they were in their run. like it could have been something little like that no offense to the youths but they pretty much had the tag titles since you know they beat american alpha him. like obviously they lost them in the new day and they had to have him for a month or whatever um, but, like, and they've lost them here and there. But, like, they've pretty much been champions for well over a year. So, like, I think Owens and Zayn having a run, you know, it's Survivor Series time wouldn't have been bad. And then again, that's, like, again, saying nothing gets the so They're great, but, I mean.
1: But they need to pull the trigger as soon as possible if they're going to have, you know, a pay-per-view every single month and, and they got s- so... I mean, it feels like they got so much time, but then they don't really have so much time. Mm. You know, I mean, especially since both shows, well, they did, but both shows did have their own pay-per-view every single month. R.I.P.
0: Yeah. Good times. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Like, that that means you gotta, you gotta, you gotta move the storylines faster, you know, you I mean you can you can drag stuff out but you also have to less is more is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say
0: <laughs> yeah I just I mean I talked about this already on the podcast but now that you're here I can touch on it again like I just it's W's own fault for having to get rid of this split brand of pay per views cause it's just creatively as long as that's done right then you can easily fill up those pay per views I'm not saying I mean I, I, I think that that would boost you know ticket sales and this and that but I mean like I don't know, I just think creative done right is just a domino effect, like, if one thing's done right, the rest is done right, but if one thing's wrong, the rest go wrong, and I think the p- split brand pay-per-views, for the most, I don't say for the most part, because I never really looked at them as being bad, because um, I don't think we've ever, I mean, we've had some weak ones, but the never ones that were bad necessarily, but, I just, I never really looked at them as they're not working, I looked at them as these could be better, it's just WWE, you know, Creative and especially like I thought they could have really reboosted them after Re- WrestleMania, add a superstar shakeup in. You have a fresh set of champions. You know the universal titles back around for Raw. And I think you know, you know call ups from NXT. Like it could easily done. Um, you know had had a fresh start for Raw and SmackDown, a fresh start for those Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views. But unfortunately, they just pulled the trigger on something that they failed with, and instead of deciding to fix it, they just you know. Uh, you know, ignored it and went on to something else, which I think is a very wrong move, in my opinion, because so pay-per-view is going to be so overloaded and long now, and there's so many guys who are going to miss getting opportunities on those shows because of it.
1: Yeah, and I think they should have, um, at least tried out the the single branded pay-per-views a little bit longer, because after WrestleMania, they're, they don't have to worry about paying Brock Lesnar a big chunk of change anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh... You know they cut back everywhere they can to try to do these things. You know they they don't. Well, they gotta put the money in the <laughs> XFL, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Uh
0: That's a that's something in itself. Head scratcher. That's that, that is certainly a head scratcher. I just think, like, all right, you know, me and you are big fantasy bookers. <laughs> like I c- give me a, give me the laptop right now, and I can book SmackDown after WrestleMania, and I can guarantee you it can be good. Do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I booked a week, <laughs> and I, I think it was good. I didn't show you the backlash and payback that I booked. I thought they were stellar shows. Um, I'll have to share them eventually now that we brought it up, but I don't know. Um, Like, S- SmackDown overall, like, I know we've been smack- talking about SmackDown for a while, and we've been, you know, not going off topic, but, like, stretching into other things. But, like, SmackDown overall, I just think obviously it's not where it used to be obviously something needs to change because look at the arena look at the ratings like dropping to lows that they haven't been for a while lows that they haven't been since you know before the brand split um and I don't really understand were they even
1: that low before the brand split like I I don't even remember like
0: prob- I had to assume like I, d- I remember reading something like, I know the
1: show was never like that exciting or anything because it was just
0: it was raw part two
1: yeah but, uh, I, I remember people still going and tuning in. And, oh,
0: yeah, it's just like, I don't know, I just, I remember reading some stuff saying that, like, ratings were dropping, and I don't get ratings, how they work, to be perfectly honest, I just know, like, our eight's a high number, they don't, I don't get an attitude to our numbers anymore, but two point something isn't that good, I think, I don't know, but point but is. That's once,
1: where they're at almost consistently now, like, two point whatever, Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, and Roll is, even
1: gets that, so I, I, I feel like ratings shouldn't even matter. I mean, it's the people that are in this, the arenas.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it definitely matters more to me, and it's just, like, how people react to stuff as a whole, whether that's in the arenas or on social media. I just think SmackDown is in a rut, and I think it's going to take just getting through WrestleMania, doing whatever they can to just get the best quality matches out for Mania, and just getting through it, like I said, getting through this next month of March, um, getting through fast and all that jazz, and then they just SmackDown just needs truly a shakeup after SmackDown or after WrestleMania. I think getting through WrestleMania, and you know, not thinking big picture, but thinking that Nakamura would come out Mania as WWE champion, maybe Asuka if that happens comes out as SmackDown women's champion, you know, wherever the tag champs are, and you know, say we have a new US tam- champion, we have a new set of champions, you do a superstar shakeup, get rid of some guys, bring some fresh faces over from Raw. Call up a couple people from NXT. I think Billy Kane, Peyton Royce would be a good addition to SmackDown. I think Sanity would fit better on SmackDown. Those are just you know, spitballing names, but I mean, uh, I just think SmackDown just needs that. Let's just get through Mania and then let's get a fresh start afterwards. Since WrestleMania is kind of the from WrestleMania, WrestleMania is pretty much the WWE year. They just need a and the past year from WrestleMania, WrestleMania hasn't been good for SmackDown. They just need to get. Brew it and to the quote-unquote end of the WWE year, so I could start fresh afterwards. In my opinion,
1: yeah, um, I think I, I can't hate totally on things that SmackDown does because again, I, I look at the, uh, the competition that it delivers. I mean, it could have a bad week and have a fucking great main event, and I just I look at that and I'm like, okay, this this is why I watch SmackDown. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I watch it for sammy Zayn having an opportunity to wrestle in the main event and having a you know a great match with aj styles or whatever <clears throat> and you know that's why I, i'm really interested in fast and <clears throat> i actually wrote down the way i would have booked it i kept some of the matches the same i booked them booked some of them differently mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> i would have opened the show with a battle royal for who Whoever wins it would face Bobby Roode later on in the evening for the U.S. title.
0: Side note, I really like this right now because it's not necessarily topic of what we're, what's actually going on. It's just fantasy booking like we always do, so it's different talk. So do your yeah. thing. I was just saying, yeah. I'm, I'm really into this. That's fine. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, I wrote down... I'm into my in own podcast. Series,
0: you got notes for days. Yeah, I know. I
1: love it. <laughs> Potential winners could be, you know, Rusev... Ryder, Mahal, Dillinger, Gable, Benjamin. They can even be some of the final competitors on mm-hmm. the matchup. And, I, you know, for what I picked... Let me go back here. i all over the place. <laughs> I picked Jinder Mahal only for the way he's been booked on SmackDown lately and he's been involved in it. And, you know, <clears throat> him going after the U.S. title against... Bobby Roode, I mean, it, it sounds like a decent match on paper, and I don't think they've had a one-on-one match yet. Have they? Bobby Roode-Mahal? They had the one in the finals of the tournament, but that was
0: it. Oh. Which was on SmackDown. That, whole, that SmackDown that night was pretty much just the
1: U.S. title tournament. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and the match was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it wasn't okay, better, right, right there. I mean, that could have just having a, an, another match, you know, it's kind of like having a rematch.
0: It's continuing the feud. Building, zone, I mean. yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, Jinder Mahal would win the Battle Royal. Tag titles, I think, you know, I, I have no idea why they're doing it. It's just a new day. They had a great rivalry last year. I don't I don't understand why they need to... Bring it back so soon. Yeah. Especially when Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable are still on fire, regardless yeah. of how many matches they lose. <clears throat>
0: yeah, I don't get that. But there,
1: you having the Usos just defeat the New Day, and this is also again with the uh, with the weeks being screwed up with uh not not screwed up just the way the pay per views are being. It's March eleventh, which is late. Yeah. It it could have played out differently for this next match that I booked, having Oscar. And Charlotte as a tag team face the whole riot squad. You know, they can test out the you are know, going back and forth with
0: Like building the hype for Oscar and Charlotte. Yeah. So Oscar would already jump to SmackDown, they would have made the match.
1: Yeah. They yeah. didn't have to wait till both of the pay per views were over, which I'm assuming they might do. And then Oscar will be like, I'm gonna challenge for that belt. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Oscar and Charlotte would defeat the riot squad. <laughs> And then, in the middle of the show, again, I would have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Shinsuke putting his Royal Rumble victory on the line, WrestleMania title shot, whatever, against Randy Orton. I think having them go, like, a half hour on pay-per-view would be great. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they had the one match on SmackDown. Which is real good. Yeah. And, not that I hate them giving away matches on SmackDown. Just, you know, eventually it should lead to, like, a, a one-on-one classic on pay-per-view which I hope that we get between John Cena and Nakamura if that's the actual match they're going with mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then after the uh, yeah, Shinsuke would beat Orton and then the US title match, Bobby Roode would retain over Mahal and then AJ Styles would retain in the Fatal 5 way although I mentioned the Dolph Ziggler thing earlier only if the pay-per-view is in another spot but AJ can keep the belt. And I still would like to see AJ versus Shinsuke at WrestleMania. Yeah. Rewinding
0: a little bit to the Asuka-Charlotte thing, and because like, we don't know when Asuka is going to jump yet, do you think, because uh, I think she might jump this week, and the only reason I'm saying that, like tomorrow night on SmackDown, like I said earlier, I'm, we're pre-recording this on Monday, Um, do you think Asuka is going to jump? Well, the main reason I think Asuka should jump this week is because what else are they going to do to kill the time? I mean, it's, I know it's only another two weeks, I think, but for Oscar on on Raw, like, and she get, she can just win a match, but you like they can't uh, ignore the fact that Oscar, like the Oscar and Alexa stuff, or Oscar hasn't announced yet. So like, she she can get through tonight. They can do whatever. Like the like tonight on Raw, I don't know what's gonna happen yet. The Raw's on an hour and a half, but you know, I don't know what's gonna happen yet. But like, I feel like they might just get through tonight, or she might announce it tonight. Or she jumps to SmackDown tomorrow. Because she could just announce who, you know, she's going to face the SmackDown Women's Champion, and then she'll face the winner, Charlotte and Ruby Riot, which is obviously Charlotte.
1: Honestly, I'm thinking about it now, and it's just popped in my head while we we're talking. Um, they could actually go with the Nia Jackson Oscar rematch on Raw either tonight or next week
0: mm-hmm. just
1: to get through the two weeks before Fastlane. Because I feel like she's not if Fastlane didn't exist I feel like Oscar would make that decision tonight. Yeah. But they're not going to th- because WWE can't be creative anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part. I don't think they're going to throw in that element of oh she's already going to go after that title and she still has to get through Ruby Riot.
0: Yeah. I mean it- you, that just popped in your head. This just popped in my head. They could do. They like Oscar can get through the next two weeks on Raw, or whatever. Obviously, there's a third week. If she say if she shows up to SmackDown after Fastlane, that she still has a third Raw to get to. But say Charlotte Ruby happens at Fastlane, Charlotte wins, and then Oscar confronts her after. So Oscar immediately I mean, yeah, jumps to SmackDown. Like so. That yeah, that's a, an idea as well. Because you know it's gonna happen eventually. So it's just a matter of when. Um,
1: and and that just. This just, uh, crossed my mind. I mean, like, SmackDown, when that happens, mm-hmm. Oscar goes over. SmackDown's gonna have their two top matches be face for his face. Yeah. So, I mean...
0: Because I, I don't f- think there's enough time for Charlotte to turn heel, so, I mean... I don't think he would, just a no, side I, note. I, I
1: don't think that's gonna happen. I just, like... I mean... I guess it's good to only have a few weeks between Fastlane and WrestleMania for that reason because there's only Mm -hmm. so much story you can tell with two faces.
0: Yeah, I think the Oscar and Charlotte thing is a little easier than AJ and Nakamura because
1: I think it's challenging. Oh yeah, it's still challenging. English. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's definitely still challenging, (laughs) but I think Oscar and Charlotte can easily do. They'll they, if say they do because I can easily see that riot squad thing happening like the handicap match happening on SmackDown. So say Oscar yeah. jumps the night of Fastlane, then they go to sign the contract or something. I don't know on the SmackDown after riot squad interrupts that brings you to the next week. So now we're already halfway through March. So like I think like not that they can't do some get a little creative like that with AJ and Nakamura, but I think just using the Riot Squad as like a third party in that feud could easily get Asuka and Charlotte to Mania. And they could just, same thing like we were talking about with AJ and Nakamura, one-up each other on SmackDown, you know, tag matches and lay each other out and whatever, but, I, you know, I, I mean, I even though they're both, like you said, face first faces and they are pretty challenging to get to, and it is a plus that there's only so many weeks between Fastlane and Mania, Um, I, I'd rather, like, I think they're the best possible matches we can get. Like we, I think, dude, I think we might have said it earlier, but I think, or maybe it was in the last podcast. I'm, I'm forgetting to be perfectly honest. But Oscar, I thought should have gone to SmackDown originally. So now that she's potentially and most likely going to jump, and we're going to get the match that I think that I thought in September we should have got at Mania, which is her and Charlotte. I'm happy about, and we're getting AJ Nakamura, which when Nakamura came up a year ago was obviously the match that needed to happen.
1: Couple thoughts I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tongue twisted a little bit. I just thought this was a, a, a neat little match they could probably throw in on, on SmackDown down the line before WrestleMania. <laughs> Since they're doing all these mixed match challenge matches, they could possibly do like a, a mixed match Ish. match yeah. on, on, on SmackDown. SmackDown's AJ and Charlotte versus Nakamura and Oscar? I mean, like, that be would be weird that if it was
0: AJ and Asuka versus <laughs> Charlotte and Nakamura, wouldn't it? Yeah. What is going on here? <clears throat> They each come out with the flags uh, yeah. <laughs> to <The> flag match <laughs> we're, we're pretty good at creative booking guys come on you gotta give us <laughs> like, uh, like all the stuff I said about last year you know and, and now we're talking about this tag match like the flag match come on like.
1: well I mean with, with all the stuff that we might rip on with WWE that Slowly booking toward one hell of a WrestleMania.
0: Oh, I'm. I will not take that away. I think WrestleMania the card this year is looking great. I mean, this is all potential. What I'm about to say because obviously it's not all announced. But you got Brock vs. Reigns. That's the only announced match. Saying that doesn't get, anything else gets added. Let's. It's just Brock vs. Reigns. AJ Nakamura, Oscar, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha, Alexa, Nia, um, Ronda and a partner versus Triple H and Steph. Let's just say it's. Uh, I'll just say it's Angle. I guess Braun vs. Kane, in my opinion. I'm just saying what in my opinion about how a couple of these matches could go. Braun vs. Kane. Miz, Rollins Balor. That's already ten matches. Jesus Christ I think that's ten matches I said. Um a US title match. Potentially tag title matches. Like it's gonna be a, a bit it's gonna be a big mania, long mania, but I think all the matches are gonna be good to great.
1: Owens and Zane, did you mention that one? No, I Owens and Zane.
0: <laughs> That's, a, that's almost like n- no knock to them, but that's almost an afterthought to some of these oh, matches because you got, already got so many big matches on the show. Yeah, It's almost kind of like a, I don't want to say a plus, it sucks certain guys got injured, but like if Samoa Joe was around, C- oh shit, John Cena and The Undertaker, if that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what The Undertaker status is, but if, oh, well, Well,
1: I, I heard that... He was in the uh, gym recently working out. So. I swear
0: to God, that comes off every year, though. <laughs> every year, like, ever since, like, 28. Undertaker's seen doing deadlifts. Like, okay, we get it. He, he's getting in shape. Like, I don't All right, maybe not that. I just... The first thing, I just kind of pulled that out of my ass here, but... <laughs> Say The Undertaker doesn't wrestle, Cena's going to have a match with somebody. Maybe Braun Strowman? He eliminated him last night. That's, yeah. that's a big match for Braun, too. I that mean, I was in my head. hoping...
1: Samoa Joe never got injured because I think that was the backup match they were going to go. With. Oh,
0: and I would have been that—that that was a match rumored for last year. I thought even too before, even though Joe got called up and went to Raw, but like, I would have been fine with that. That would have been an awesome match. It's a match I want to see. Yeah. And it's a match that didn't happen yet, so they could have saved it for WrestleMania. They threw—not I want to say threw away, but they threw away a lot of big time matches that could have happened on Mania this year throughout the past year.
1: Yeah. Well, the one match I thought they were going to book for like the last minute. Last year was Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn, and
0: that didn't happen at all. Yeah, Samoa Joe was nowhere seen. He wasn't even in the Battle Royal, and Sami Zayn was in the Battle Royal. But let I me mean, look at all the <coughs> matches that could have been on Mania that you know <coughs> happened already. Like the most recent one that comes to mind is Alexa versus Oscar, and obviously Oscar's jumping, so that's probably why they did that. Um, Braun versus Lesnar, uh, Pff, Reigns and Cena, Lesnar versus Joe, Nakamura versus Cena or Orton. Um, there's just a lot of big time matches. I know there's a couple other ones. I mean, I don't want to say Bayley and Sasha because they already face an NXT, but I know that's happened a couple times on Raw. Like, I know, and I think there's some other stuff too. Like, there's a lot of matches that happened on other p- side, you know, pay per views, b pay per views when they could have happened on Mania. Yeah. And it's funny to think because Mania, I think, is still going to be really good this year. Yeah. In my opinion, to be perfectly honest, if I was having my way, I think Universal title or not, you know. Rains and Lesnar, or excuse me, Rains and Strowman. I don't think never got a proper ending to their feud. They had the ambulance match thing that you know went in, went a wire, great, great balls of fire, and then the SummerSlam four happened. I would have loved to see Strowman versus Reigns in a Hell in the Cell. That's real fantasy booking, kind of. Maybe even for the Universal Title WrestleMania. That would be a huge match for Mania. Yeah. That was uh, just. A, I don't know why that popped in my head, but that was just a random idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: I mean. I don't know what else that could possibly get added on the WrestleMania, because everything else is just plus at this point. I said the U.S. title match, possibly two tag title matches. I think we're definitely getting all three of those women's matches, which that's uh, good, because I think all three of them are really good. Alexa versus Nia, I think I said in the last podcast, is the weakest one, but it's not even bad. So
1: It could be good. I mean, yeah. Nia is, uh, not that I'm a biggest fan of Nia Jax, yeah. but I mean, like she could go out there and perform.
0: Oh, I th- like I said, I think Kuran Asuka was Naya's best performance. And I think Alexa and Naya can easily just be, you know it's gonna be Alexa running from Naya, Naya being just like, you know, monstrous whatever. And I assume Naya would turn face, so it'd be a fresh thing for Naya, and I think it'd be a good match of mania. And obviously Bailey and Sasha have proved their, you know, worth of you know, how they can do tag or how they can go one on one multiple times and I think Asuka and Charlotte sells itself, so I mean how big that match is. Plus, you got Ronda on the show for just talking about women. Jeez,
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a long WrestleMania. Um, they need a a, a, a two-day
0: WrestleMania. <laughs> at this point, they they're gonna need to eventually, or they're just gonna have to bring back split-branded pay-per-views. I don't know why I thought that, but I mean, split-branded Mania. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. If WWE announced tomorrow they they were like they cut kind of, that they, they backtracked on their idea and split brand pay pay-per-views are gonna happen I'd be like you know what you guys messed up <laughs> but I'll, I'll 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 give you the slide I'll give you the slide on this one you guys you corrected it um that's just that's just me I know some people are high on the idea but not me necessarily we've been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes you got anything else for uh we talked a uh. lot about SmackDown Fastlane WrestleMania got know a little bit of stuff on Raw even though we talked about that in the last podcast.
1: I do want to touch up on uh, the smaller brands real quick. All right, yeah. let's do it. Two hundred five live. What's a podcast. NXT. I don't care how long it was. Um, not not that I ever. Um, when I when I, when, when two hundred five live first started. Yeah. I watched it for a good like two or three months. I don't know what happened for me to fall out of it. I mean, it was, it was having good matches. <clears throat> the presentation of it was was pretty good. Uh, I never watched any of the cruiserweight matches on on Raw because obviously they get cut from Hulu. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I was always looking into it, and then I got back into it when, well, when Enzo joined the cruiserweight division, which I thought was gonna suck, but you know. Enzo was entertaining and he's
0: mm-hmm. a very entertaining heel no oh, I, I agree I think he, he he brought me into I mean I, I fell back out of it again before there was a good month there when he first went to two Live. five he was actually pretty entertaining and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was like I never I literally never watched two five live I'm gonna watch a couple here and there but that, like when Enzo first jumped that was the first time like I actually started watching and then I fell out of it you know October time because I was just like I don't I don't care but now things have really turned around yeah <laughs>
1: Um, well, some of the thoughts I had when when 205 Live first started is I, I, I always thought the Cruiserweight division itself should have been an extension on NXT mm-hmm. because the NXT crowd well maybe not in full sale anymore because they've just drifted away but everywhere else they go for NXT is just always on fire and they're always into it and they love wrestling Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what the cruiserweight division should be, is wrestling. You know, obviously, you know, the cruiserweights, some of the luchadors, they have the gimmicks and everything. But when you're in that ring between the bells, it's just, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's it's wrestling. It's what, you know, you think you want to say. It's the action, like how they, Daniel Bryan said, like that one week when he introduced Drake Maverick or whatever. um, He was like, you guys are going to get the action you want. And that's truly the action you want. It's... Vince McMahon's 205 Live was, you know, very story... Not story-driven, but very... Because it was a lack of story. Um, but very character-driven. I think now we're getting more wrestling-driven with the characters being more real-life relatable people and not so much the focal point of the show.
1: Well, I don't even look at... Even though it's it's being... it's It's in those arenas with the...
0: With the bigger with the yeah. main yeah. roster yeah
1: it's, it's in the arenas with the main roster, but I just <sighs> I, I don't see it as a show. I see it as a competition. I see the cruiserweight matches as, as, as competitions because they just do something that the rest of the roster and the other, other type yeah the other type of, of wrestlers don't do. You know, and they can't just go five, ten minutes. They have to be given more time. Build the story that they're be, the telling in the wrestling match.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, build it up to that flip that they're going to do to the outside or that dive. You know, not just try to go out there and get your shit in. Um, Which
0: sometimes that's a lot of times what it felt like on whether it was 205 Live, old the old 205 Live or Raw or a pay-per-view. Yeah. Which now, ever since this tournament has kicked off, it seems like there's meaning behind all these matches. Every guy cares. They want to be a part of the tournament. Just last week, I thought Gallagher and Mustafa Ali had one of the best matches of the tournament so far because it was Gallagher showing a new aggression after Drake Maverick called him out, kind of on you know he's just being silly, wearing a suit to the ring. Um, and all that jazz, like showing a new aggression, really taking it in and giving Mustafa Ali a beating. Mustafa Ali kept trying to fight back. Gallagher wouldn't let him. Gallagher couldn't put him away, and then finally Mustafa Ali was able to fight back, hit the inverted 450, and finally win. So like there was a good story, and it was a good 20, 20 minute match. It seemed like, and even before that, we had a you know Buddy Murphy versus Arya Davari. Buddy Murphy's first night on the show, and like, you know, they gave you a reason just through video packages, and I said this in the the, uh, podcast a couple uh, episodes ago, but just through video packages, they gave you a reason to care about Buddy Murphy, and you know, him trying to make weight, and showing that he really wants to be a part of the tournament, and then he finally comes up. You know, makes a big impact. is a great showing against Davari and beats him, and now he advances. So like, just this, just this past week was really good, and the week, we, really the week we were there and Philly was kind of the kickoff to all this with Drake Maverick debuting, and we had Tyler Bate and um, who the hell is Tyler Bate? Uh, I'm having a blank. Oh, TJP yeah. had a good, like, had a really good match, and uh, Cedric Alexander Graham and Elite tore it up. So like, turn and like, obviously we've had two other weeks plus. Um, you know, uh, on top of the ones I talked about. So, like, the tournament has just been great so far. Every match just feels like every guy cares. Plus, um, like, last week we had Kalisto, or we had Metalik and Lindsay Dorado versus, like, two local guys. But it was, like, a really, like, it was a good little two, three-minute match. And, like, even Kalisto went over to the ring announcers, said something about his match against Roderick Strong next week. He was like, it was, like, he was out there and they were just ignoring the fact he, that he's wrestling in this tournament. And that's what's on his mind. Him just going over and saying, like, yo, say this because I'm focused on this match with Roger Strong next week. It was, like, a little side thing that I really liked. I don't know. And maybe I'm just loving it too much. I don't know. But it's just, like, they're they're giving you reason to care about everything right now. And I think that's all d- to Triple H and the team he's building. Look what he did in NXT. Now he's going to do it again in 205. I wish this could happen on Raw and SmackDown as well. but And I think it will eventually when Triple H is in charge of every show. But I think uh, it's one step at a time. Two 205 Five Live for the past four weeks has been the best main roster show, and uh, I don't
1: know what, else, what other thoughts you got. Uh, I mean, did I have something? <laughs> Drawing uh, blanks. Yeah, that's why I have a notepad. I should have wrote it down. Oh. <clears throat> um. Well, each each tournament match has been phenomenal. I mean, when it, when we went there three or four weeks ago, when it was in Philly, after the Rumble. They started the tournament, and I was like, okay, this is very cool. And I was like, okay, maybe it just might be the same as 205 Lies might be doing, you know. But then, you know, the, the match with, what was the first match?
0: Cedric again? and Metalik.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, they were just for, they were getting to the stuff that they they needed to get to in a match. You know, they weren't just going with the flow or, you know, just the motions or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were they were getting to a point where it's like, oh, wow, this is uh, this, this is different than what they've been doing in weeks past, and, you know, the, the crowd there was noticing, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't filling out the way that, um, you know, the crowd wasn't, yeah. you know, filing out of the building. Even, like, the like TJP...
0: The, Tyler Bate match was, like...
1: And I think the fact that they they advertised Tyler Bate, people were still, like, in their seats, like, oh, they're Oh, I know,
0: that was a huge plus for me, because I was like, oh, I was not expecting that. So, like, that was really cool. And, like, even the match, like, I was talking about, like... Was more than I expected because I believe it was that match in the tournament. Unless I'm thinking of something else, but I'm pretty sure it's that where TJP was working on Tyler Bates' knee a lot and couldn't yeah, put Tyler Bates, yeah, couldn't put Tyler Bates away to the point where he had to cheat to win and roll up his tights. So like, even Tyler Bate looked good in defeat because he took such a punishment to his knee but still wouldn't go and it had to take tjp taking a shortcut to win so like there's li- like little stories like that and matches shows you how much tjp cares about winning this tournament and it's not the cruiserweight classic like he said anymore and he's doing things his way and tyler bait wouldn't go away even, even even such agony of his knees like it, it shows how he cares so much and it's just like if if the wrestler, if like the superstars are presented in a way that they care about what they're doing, then immediately I think the fans care about what you're doing. And I think over the past four weeks, that's exactly what has been happening on that show.
1: Yeah. <coughs> um, keep going. I, I just like yeah, you think, blanks over here. <laughs> I mean, overall, like it's just speechless performing. It's speechless. It <laughs> they're leaving you at
0: all. Don't blink, you'll miss it. Like the commercial on the network says, they play it too much I, anyway um i mean mm. it wasn't something about two I live that you had to say yeah it was uh, oh, i was about to say um well um now i'm just sitting here like um I'm twiddling <laughs> my thumbs joe um this is <laughs> this is professional podcasting um but like i don't know i was talking about two I live a couple episodes ago and just like i talked about how good it was been but like i also talked about how good it could be and, like, there's a lot of things, that, like I said, like, uh, whether it's that's adding in a new tag title, I said six-man tag title would be pretty cool. It'd be different, bringing in some different names, like, if they got, if they were able to get Neville back or if they brought back the Hurricane or Mysterio. Like, there's so much to do with two five Live since it's just starting to get good again that, like, sky's the limit. It's so, like, fun to watch, and it's just, it's gonna be fun to watch, like, the progression throughout, especially this year, because I think 2018's gonna be huge since it started, like, you know, the month of January. Um, wasn't really much for 205 Live it was just average 205 and then the end of it was the kickoff to what is going to be the biggest year for the Cruiserweight division yeah even bigger than and hotter I think than even the Cruiserweight Classic was
1: yeah they're definitely going to get a, a spotlight um, and it's not unlike last year at Wrestlemania they, they had a Neville and Austin Aries am I correct Yeah. and that match didn't get what it deserved to be like What was it on the? the It was on the kick. It was the first match on the kickoff. Even if it was on the kickoff, give it time. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) how long was the kickoff? Three hours or whatever. Like two, I think. I don't know. Even at that, I mean, the 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 announcers don't have nothing to talk about. They talk about the same stuff during the pre-shows. It's Mm. like all right. Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> yeah, they like those panels and stuff. So there's there's a reason. There's no reason they couldn't have gave it time. I know what you mean.
1: And and I think you know this year that they're gonna have t- two competitors that probably never ever competed at WrestleMania to go out for the title. I don't think and anybody
0: and, in the tournament has. Oh, I mean maybe Kalisto actually, but um, I think everybody else is fresh meat regarding <laughs> Mania. Kalisto's best match at WrestleMania is Ryback. Right yeah. <laughs> Hey yo, Ryback rules, bro. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I don't need that. Go. Don't <laughs> get me started. Um, I mean, what do you think? I, I think the, I can, pretty much think of most of the bracket in my head. Who do you think's gonna be in the finals? I think Cedric and Rody will meet up in the semifinals on one side, and I think Gulak and, um, who the hell else? Mustafa. Mustafa Ali will meet up on the other side. I think yeah, Cedric I, goes to Mania, in my opinion. I man.
1: think he's gonna face Mustafa.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I th- mean,
1: the way the crowd was behind him when he was facing. uh... Gallag- Gallagher, Gallagher last or,
0: yeah. week. It's kind of funny too, and I told you this last night that it was the week before the Rumble. Cedric and Mustafa Ali tore it up on Two Five Live, so it's kind of fitting that they were. You can almost say they were the kickoff to the new Two of Five, and now they'll. And culmin- maybe
1: you know, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but maybe Triple H took note of that. And was yeah. Like, okay, this is what we're gonna have again. They're just gonna have you know Mania. The, the outlet they need.
0: Yeah. So gotta, it'll It would be fitting if they those two are the two that culminate as in the finals of the tournament. At WrestleMania, especially because Cedric was the first match in the tournament. Mustafa was the last of the first round, so it's kind of fitting for them to yeah. come together. So, and it'd be, it'd be even, I mean, not that they need it, but it'd be an even huge plus for the match to give people even more of a reason to care for the people who aren't in the 205 live in the Cruiserweights right now. If it was, say, a, a ladder match or something, if there was, yeah. you know, another match like that does get added on the card, but that all remains to be seen. I think yeah. Cedric will most likely win. Mustafa Ali is definitely in line for a total reign this year. I think Gulak is as well. Um, and then who else from there is you know, the names can be listed. But
1: it's tough because so many people deserve to have that belt, but I I don't, don't want to see it just jump from one person to the yeah, next. Yeah, and you that's know, what I want I was, them to see them get decent runs. Like I, I want Cedric
0: to have a mm-hmm. good couple month run, and then Mustafa to finally beat him or something like that. Like they in I don't know, but like Dulac I think is just even it, even on a terrible two or five like 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 we used to have was always a saving grace every time I checked it out. His character as then was good, and now that he's transforming back into this, you know, hard-hitting, no-nonsense street fighter, taped as you know, fist-up kind of guy. I think he's just so like so good, and Gulak's just the man, and he's just he looks so perfect with the cruiserweight title. I think he should definitely get in line. But what do you think about a secondary title on, on, on two hundred and five live? Not a singles title, maybe. I, I'd prefer a tag or a trios title, but maybe they could do I, I, a secondary. I I
1: wouldn't mind the. Uh a, a, a trios but i mean I, I don't think i mean what do they got like two like six man six groups man group? well
0: yeah i mean so the tag the tag one would probably be easier i mean i, I just got that i just got that six man idea from somebody else saying it and yeah. the, uh, whatnot but like the tag one would be easier because look you got, uh, you know the lucha house party cedric and mustafa um...
1: Gallagher and Brian when yeah, Brian comes back. Yeah,
0: that one. Um, like they can easily pair some guys up. It doesn't have to be you know definite teams. They can easily they can put Tyler Bate and Drake Maverick together. Um, because obviously Trent Seven ain't no cruiserweight, but I mean, you know, there's the there's teams to you know be put together. I would if Oni Oni Lorcan gets called up, they can put him and Gulak together. Or I don't know if Danny Birch is a cruiserweight, but Oni and Danny can come up together. Um, and you know whatnot. So like that'd be. Great, I think, a two, I think a tag title would be pretty fun. You'd never see it on main pay per views, but I mean, then again, I think well, I the way two is going, they they might not need to be on these pay per views yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's
1: what I was. That's one thing I was going to say. They they don't need to be. I think they they should be on pay per view, not every single one.
0: Like sh- so, it'll like, give.
1: They they can have like, one week where they put their main title match for the month on. Two O Five Live mm-hmm. doesn't need to be on whatever pay per view. Oh doing yeah, and month.
0: I the way Two O Five's going, like they might, I could easily see them doing their own network special sometime this year. Like, it's not a, not on NXT Takeover, not on a,
1: a oh, Raw SmackDown pay per view. Again, like, with, with what Triple H is doing, he might do that, or again, he might take my idea and tie it with NXT. Yeah, it might not be on the Takeover show. He might just have a little thing, a Two O Five Live show. Yeah. Before takeover is filmed,
0: just like how they boom to like film NXT, like yeah. I, I mean, I I said this on the the podcast. I talked about two or five live on a couple episodes ago. Like, I don't think they should even be doing. I mean, I don't mind it in the arenas. If they should, if they're gonna keep doing it in the arenas, I think they should do it before SmackDown. I preferably though would just take it on the road, like at Center Stage Atlanta. At the places they were doing the live events at yeah, last it, week. It
1: should be done in smaller arenas. I think it'll be more appreciated.
0: Yeah, smaller arenas. Not Full sale Because I'm not big on Full sale. Yeah. Neither are you. Um, but like, you know, places well, like I, that. I
1: would like to mention. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how that WWE partnered up with Full Sail University. Because before I got into all this wrestling wreck stuff, Full Sail is the university I wanted to go to. And then, like, although I, you know, I I did go to college elsewhere. <clears throat> um, they ended up partnering like a few years after that, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is crazy." And then, <laughs> and then, look what NXT did there. And, oh and yeah, like there's no denying
0: what happened for NXT there, but I mean,
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know, I know, it's like, yeah, it's just like just They don't. The fans like, don't appreciate what. Yeah,
0: <laughs> So, but like imagine 205 and center stage where NXT's been crowd lit up purple. They'd be and, all in the way. I think it'd be great.
1: Yeah, and they could even go, uh, you know, like NXT's done the, the Arnold Classic.
0: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like that Yeah, that, that was good, cool stuff for NXT So it was different stuff for NXT. And they had like yeah. Neville and Cesaro had a really good match at that thing. I yeah. remember, I think it was. Yeah, I, like, ju- I
1: just watched that match uh, last Oh, is that week? why I
0: popped in your head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they could usually do stuff like that. Just do different stuff. 205 Live is a show that should be different because it's the Cruiserweights. It's their own division. Yeah,
1: again,
0: so, sh- so screw the normal stuff. Do different stuff with the, the Right division. I, I kind
1: of love how it's... It's not looked at as a, as, a, as a time show. It's just... Especially now with that Mixed Match Challenge happening. It's, it's just looked at as... Go out there. You know, you got... Well, yeah, you got the time slot that you, you need to perform. Yeah. But, you know, th- there's no time on the actual show.
0: It's like there's commercials anyway, because it's on the network. Sure, they, they throw in, like, their network them. commercial. Oh, did they? I didn't even notice. On,
1: well, for the tournament, they haven't... Only in between the matches, they've taken, like, a small commercial break. Not
0: during the matches, though?
1: Not during the I matches. I haven't even
0: noticed. That. Well, I, that's awesome. Good. I mean, because they, they don't need to. It's just, why interrupt the match? I'm sure that was probably Triple H doing, too, because they just never really do... I mean, they do commercials on X T but only during real long matches, if I feel like you know, when uh, we always get a match on NXT for the most part every week, that's like a five minute match. You never see a commercial during that. So and sometimes you'll get that on raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So like at the most random of times. So like, good. That's, you know, positive for two hundred five. but.
1: And the, I think the only thing they're doing now for commercial wise is like, if, if, if NXT has a match that goes like, like 15, 20 minutes, will throw a small commercial break in there. To, mm-hmm. do whatever. Just to
0: break it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. But I, but, you know, I always see two hundred five live as more of a competition type show instead of you know that show that has all the storylines and all the characters mm-hmm. and all the
0: yeah. And I like I definitely want to see some like stories to get invested in, obviously. But that's it, it doesn't need it like yeah, kind it, of.
1: It, it, the way that NXT tells its stories is what two hundred five needs. It's
0: competition based and title based. It's not like I don't know what's a random story that we've had on Raw or Smackdown like in the past years like I'm sure, I'm sure if we sat down and thought about it, we could think of countless I'm ones but like they're just, of they're just based right, off man. like the competition in the ring and you know titles and stuff and like I mean, know, like opportunities and stuff it's not you know this person it's not like you remember like a couple of years ago I don't know why this popped in my head but like when Miz and Naomi were talking backstage so that Swear to Like That started a new so Versus Miz Miz and Damian Sandow Feud Like it made no sense Like that shit Like yeah, random right. stuff like that Like it's, it's, it's unnecessary
1: Like The Cruiserweight division Back in WCW They, they There was Really no story Going there
0: There's just matches But
1: yeah When you Brought out Whatever his name was To just Do commentary On the matches You know like oh, Cruiserweight title matches coming up next Yeah Rey Mysterio D Malenko whoever else was part of that. And you know, I was like, you knew you were getting something special. that was the best part of most of the WCW pay-per-views.
0: What's well, this Cruiserweight matches? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think they could be the... And now they could be the best part of the WWE pay-per-views. Just, you know, we already talked about it with the, with the split brands go... The pay-per-views yeah, going. Yeah, they're
1: going to be pushed right off the card because yeah. they, there's only so much... WWE has all the talent in the world.
0: They just don't. <laughs> that's the... And they really they, do. They, they have everybody I, I'm they could possibly gonna, need.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to say what they can do to utilize that talent, but it's it's hard to harness all that talent and put it where it needs to go. And you got only a, especially a three or four hour program with with pay per views mm-hmm. to display all that talent. Yeah, like that's why, you know, like. I'm glad that everything kind of has its own thing, like 205 Live, Cruiserweight Division, you know, separate from the other shows.
0: Yeah, well, that's, like, one of the main things, like, with Raw and SmackDown not having the short break pay-per-views anymore, it's just, like, is trying to sell it, like, oh, it's this big super show every month now, but, like, I don't want to see that, I want to see two separate entities, like, and they come together four times a year for the big-time pay-per-views, what you know, are the big-time pay-per-views. Like, NXT's its own thing, 205 Live's its own thing. Like, they have all these brands, but they shouldn't co-mingle. Like, especially, like, you know, Five. they shouldn't, you know, they, they shouldn't be, like, on a Raw show just to get bumped off. You know what I mean? So, like, there's, there's no point, because that just makes the Cruiserweights look bad. So, they could just, they can just have their own thing and, you know, do their own thing and don't have to worry about that.
1: And then, like, they were on they were on the cruiserweight division was on Smackdown when it first got split up in 2002 mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have a bunch of cruiserweights but they had some top tier cruiserweights mm-hmm. they had, they made Jamie Noble when it was star yeah Kidman and, yeah Kidman Hurricane
0: Tajiri I think yeah um
1: I mean Paul I, I, I
0: mean oh, Paul Arnold came in like 03 I think or 04 so yeah. that's not then, but I mean, they, yeah, I know what you mean they definitely had some like there wasn't a, it wasn't a big chunk of names, but they had a good set of names. Where Chavo, obviously, Ray. Yeah,
1: and and even with the the top tier talent that was already on SmackDown, Cruiserweight still had the time to go out there and do their thing. Mhm. And yeah, it wasn't
0: it was never like felt rushed. If you watch those old episodes of SmackDown, it felt like part of the show. Like it was supposed to be there, not like all right, in and out, kill time, kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, any any
1: final thoughts on anything going on with 205 Live? Well, I love everything that, that, you know, obviously, like, you know, they do this for Drake Maverick, but, you know, what he's displayed on on camera, like, he just came out and said, well, we're going to have a competition, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he took to Gulak niece and Gallagher I said like go out there like and call friggin- them all out yeah. on stuff yeah, yeah I
0: did like that cause it's, it's making him a different gen- GM than just normal GMs that we're used to and like I feel like like even if you see him on social media like he feel like he actually cares about 205 Live like yeah. wants to be a part of the show so like that, that I think he's a good he's a perfect fit for 205
1: yeah, it even surprised me when they, they, they had him out there I'm like you know, I was in the crowd and I couldn't even see him. I was
0: like, what the hell is this Where's going? this guy at? Because you, you were, you know, we were speculating all day, like, who's you expecting some, like, well, big were, name?
1: Well, you were hoping Rey Mysterio. Hey,
0: listen, <laughs> I got my I got my jollies at the Rumble. I was getting my hopes up a little bit, and then, you yeah, know, I Hurricane, maybe. Mad, you know? <laughs> but, you know, not that I was disappointed. I was just kind of like, Okay, this is not what I expected, but it's what it is. And I, I love the dude. Drake Maverick, like, has. He's a, he's a perfect fit. He's a good character for two hundred and five live. He's a different yeah. general manager. Like he pushed the talent to be different in the tournament and get their edge back and all this stuff. Like yeah. he's he wants the competition on two hundred and five live. So like it's a like I said, it's a different edge to a GM character.
1: Yeah, and I, I've uh, I've always had a you know a favoritism towards like uh, London type guy. You know, it's like he's from London, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The UK guys? Yeah the, yeah, the UK guys is what I meant to say. Like, yeah.
0: I don't know if Pete Dunne cru- qualifies as a cruiserweight, but I mean, he could easily make an appearance now and then.
1: Well, oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, you yeah, know, even though the guys that they've been getting for the tournament.
0: Like the NXT guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I-, I like seeing them, and obviously they're not like the cruiserweight division 205 live guys. I, I-, I wouldn't mind seeing in the future, and I talked about this last night. Um,. Two o five live and NXT interchanging their talent from time to time, mm-hmm. not necessarily being on one show or another. <coughs> Jesus, <laughs> damn. But um, interchanging talent. But yeah, um, just you know, giving. <coughs> like yeah, like if, my thoughts from here. I yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, they don't need to be
0: on two o five live. They can be on both, and like when you see them on NXT. If you're a fan of NXT and you don't watch 205 Live, but you see him on 205 Live, you're like, oh, that's a guy from Maxine, yeah. you might get invested in him. More like, like uh, Tyler Bate or Roddy Strong or something like that. Um, like
1: I, I like what they, you know, like you said earlier with, uh, with Buddy Murphy's the one on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like what they were doing. And I don't think necessarily he has to be a, a full time part of 205 mm-hmm. Live. And that's but not saying we
0: don't want him to be. Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, if he went there from time to time just to. Challenge himself would be great, but I, I'd like to see him on the next D or even if called up to the main roster for something. Yeah,
0: there. everybody they brought in have been great fits for two or five Live. So I think if they're gonna go full f- force and maybe they add another title after WrestleMania, then yeah, bulk up the roster with talent like this, add another title, then you got a good division for to compete for the Cruiserweight title. You can make shift some tag teams, which is fine by me as long as they work, then they're good. So you know, there's
1: and I, and I do like the uh, the the. the- tag title um, thing, because, you know, that, that was a cool thing that WCW had towards the end of there. weight the, yeah. You know, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio held dead belts. Yeah. I don't know,
0: but <clears throat> we talked about 205 Live for a while, and uh, I think the, uh, the, the sky's the limit for that brain. Yeah. And all, all in all, but uh, we have been talking for an, over an hour and 42 minutes now um it's been a hell of a podcast we already filmed one today so we've been talking for almost three hours about wrestling (laughs) not anything uh unusual but now it's just being recorded so we're gonna wrap this up i don't know about you but i gotta take a huge piss (laughs) so i'm gonna go do that hope everyone listening enjoyed the wrestling rest podcast whether you're listening on youtube itunes soundcloud whatever the case is hope you all enjoyed it um this is now two episodes with joe one we're gonna have him back on soon and, and uh I don't know what next week's podcast episode is going to be about, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
1: So, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I just, uh, yeah, it was good a, shit. It's been fun, and yeah, gotta get you back. Can't on wait there. till next time.
0: Oh. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go three hours next time. <laughs> no. All right, just thanks for, for listening. Just for nxt, <laughs> peace.